This is a special edition of Late Night Help. I'm Mark Allen. From time to time, we take a look at the world, and we take a look at keeping the world healthy, and we're going to do that right now. Because around the world, plastics in the ocean are becoming a greater threat to the health of the world's oceans. Uh, by 2050, it's uh, estimated that discarded plastics are projected to weigh more than there are fish in the seas. We're going to talk about how the Plastic Bank and S.C. Johnson have teamed up to form Social Plastic, an innovative way people around the world and here in the United States are helping the ecosystem uh, uh, be healthy and to clean up the the problem that we have. Our guest is Alan Vandermolen. He is the Chief Communications Officer with S.C. Johnson. Uh, Alan, welcome to Late Night Health. Mark, thanks a lot, and good evening. Uh, I'm really curious about something. You know, you go to the market, they hand you a plastic bag. Right now you have to pay a nickel or a dime, depending where you're, you are. are these the, is this the kind of plastic that ends up in the ocean and uh, killing not only uh, uh, birds and, and, and sea life, it's just glutting the, the ocean? Is that one of the things we're talking about? That's certainly one of them. Um, soda bottles is one of them. Water bottles is one of them. I mean, there, there's all kinds of sources that are primarily from single-use plastics. And 60% of the ocean-bound plastic comes from rivers in Southeast Asia, which is why we're addressing this primarily at the source with our partners at Plastic Bank. Uh, you guys have teamed up and started something called Social Plastics. Uh, S.C. John, uh, Johnson has, uh, has done that. T uh, tell us what that is. So Social Plastics is about going to the source of plastic waste, again, mainly rivers in Southeast Asia, and creating an economic um, incentive, an economic opportunity for impoverished people in those countries by collecting plastic from the mouths of rivers and taking that to one of 500 recycling centers that we've set up across Southeast Asia where that plastic is collected, where the collectors are paid through digital currency straight onto their mobile phones so it avoids crime and robbery, and then where that plastic starts to be treated and ends up in our being the packaging for our Windex um, products here in the United States. Wow, so it's recycled. Uh, a number yeah. of years ago, you, a number of years ago, uh, 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 styrofoam was a, a, a real problem, and uh, a company recycled styrofoam and made it into, I think, park benches and things like that. And you're recycling it into into Windex bottles. Yeah, so 100% of the packaging for our Windex brand in the United States is made from the plastic that we're collecting from one of these 500 recycling points in Southeast Asia. So the plastic's collected there, it's, it's cleaned and pelletized, and then it's shipped to the United States, where then we um, process it, and it eventually ends up in our plant in Wisconsin, and it's turned into the packaging for our Windex brand. We're also expanding that into the packaging of our Scrubbing Bubbles product and our Mr. Muscle product in the United Kingdom. Wow. I mean, that's really fantastic. So S.C. Johnson is taking a look at the ecology 
of, of the oceans and the planet and helping to save the planet. That's the bottom line. Well, well look, that is the bottom line. And look, we think we have a responsibility as a producer of plastics packaging to ensure the packaging we're using is 100% recyclable and reusable by 2025. And the only way we can get there is by collecting what's in the ecosystem and, and trying to A, create economic incentive for collectors, and B, make it easier for consumers in the United States to have curbside recycling here so we can keep all this plastic in a, what's called a closed loop system. So we're not bringing any new plastic into the ecosystem. And at the same time, people should be aware of single-use plastic, like the grocery bags or water bottles that you mentioned when we started, right? They should avoid that, those. That, that's a- absolutely true. Look, there are easy solutions, paper bags at, at uh, grocery stores, bringing in cloth bags to your grocery store, which is very big in Europe, and I think will end up um, expanding into the United States. But also being aware of, of the products you're buying and making sure that you're buying products that come in recyclable and reusable plastics. Has COVID had any effect on all of this? Um, it's, it certainly has in terms of an increase in uh, single-use packaging, primarily for food. So, you know, that, that's why it's really important for consumers to understand what they're buying and how that plastic um, is used. But also, it's important for consumers to talk with their communities and municipal governments about setting up curbside re- recycling for plastics and single-use plastics. So those opportunities it, are available, but, but communities need to get involved. And at the same time, this is making a financial difference for those who are collecting and doing the recycling in Asia. Am I correct? Look, it it is. Look, we're trying to help break a cycle of poverty in Southeast Asia by bringing legitimacy to plastics collection. A lot of plastics collection in Southeast Asia goes through uh, middlemen, if you will. So the collectors are compensated pennies on the dollar of what they're getting through, through our model which is collecting the plastics, bringing it to a recycling center that we've set up with Plastic Bank, and then being compensated with digital currency straight onto their mobile phones. And this is indeed helping change lives because these people can, can make a, 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 a livable wage and live. Well, they can make a livable wage, but at the same time, they can get their children to not be used for cheap labor can enable their children to receive an education to start to break this cycle of poverty. So all this is very in- interconnected, and I think, you know, those are, most of us in the United States are pretty fortunate not to be at that level of poverty, and I think understanding the globality of these issues and connecting the dots, I think, can motivate all of us to, uh, to make a difference. And is the United States at the same same level as, say, uh, those in Europe, in 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 with regarding single-use plastics and and recycling in general, or are we way behind? Well, I I think we've we've got a little catching up to do. Certainly, I think that a lot of countries in in Europe and, and just here in North America and Canada are ahead of us in recycling programs, both at retail and at curbside. 
So I think the United States is starting to catch up. And in fact, we're working with six municipal governments in, in this country to set up curbside recycling pilots, because the only way we can kind of make this economically viable is to get these, these programs to scale. Uh, Alan, thank you very much for your time. Alan uh, Vandermolen has been our uh, guest, uh, Chief Communications Officer with SC Johnson. Thank you, SC Johnson. This is a fabulous program. If somebody is interested, where should they go? Is there a website available? Yeah, they, they can come to our homepage, scjohnson.com, and find everything they need there. Uh, go to the uh, homepage then for scjohnson.com, and you'll find everything you can about this social plastic program. Alan, thank you very much. This is Late Night Help. I'm Mark Allen. We'll be back soon.